Morning, everyone. Let's get started. Yesterday was Daf Pei Gimel number eighty-three in Maseches Erevin, and today is Pei Dalid. We're going to do a review of yesterday's Daf, and we're starting our review at the bottom of the page on Pei Beis on the base, where we're talking about in the Mishnah we had mentioned that the shear of uh, uh, the shear of two suudos is one kik or one loaf of bread. The half of that which is half a loaf of bread, is the shear from Beis HaMenuga, which is more well-known, more famous as a measure called Bechdei Achilas Pras, the amount of time it takes to eat a half. A pras means a half, half a loaf of bread. And uh, that's the chatzia. And then the chatzia chatzia is enough to be postal the gvia, which means a quarter loaf of bread, is the shear um, that if you eat tame food, that makes you tame. You come what you eat, in terms of that, it's a rabbinic law, and that's what the that's what the discussion is revolving around. So says the Gemara, top of the page of Beit Gimel, that you should know that there's also another measure of chatzi chatzi chatzia, which is half of a half of a half of a loaf, which is what we would call an eighth of a loaf, okay, um, in English, okay. Um, that that's the shear for tamei Tomas ochlin. Now, why did Artana not put that in? Don't you think it would have sounded even extra cool to mention chetzia, chatzi chetzia, and chatzi chatzi chetzia? The answer is because it's not exactly chatzi chatzi chetzia. It's a little bit off. And we brought down in the price. So what is the shear of a chatzi pras? Meaning... That's the shear of Liftzol uh, Asagviya. The shear of Chatzi Pras is not exactly two eggs. It's two eggs and a little, minus a little, according to Rabbi Yehuda. And according to Rabbi Yossi, it's two eggs a little bit more than two eggs. Sochakos means uh, smiling, you know, like more bigger. What? Slightly spread out. Slightly spread out. Not, 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 not as uh, squeezed in. Exactly. Um, anyway, right, sort of like when you smile, you spread out your mouth. That's where the Lashon comes from. I think that's where it comes from. Anyway, um, anyway, so Rabbi said that it's a little bit more than that even. It's a bit, two eggs and a bit. And we explained that a bit is one twentieth of an egg. So basically every egg is one fortieth bigger. Um, I mean, you have to add on a fortieth per egg. Now, when it comes to Thomas Ochlin, it's not half of that shear. Because in Thomas Ochlin, it says, Rabbi Nasan and Rabbi Dosa both say that the shear of, of Thomas Ochlin is kibetza, is the size of an egg, according to, and it's the egg including the shell. Fine, but it's still not a little bit more or a little bit less than the egg. So that's the deal, okay? And according to Chachamim, it's without the shell. But the point being is, is that it doesn't really fit into being exactly half, and that's why it's not chatzi, chatzi, chatzia. So Raphram Bar Papa said in Rav Chizda that this is all Rabbi Yudha and Rabbi Yossi, That's their shita in terms of the shear of lifsolas agvia, which is a chatzi pras. But you should know that. Um, that, Rabbi, that the Chachamim disagree and say it's an egg and a half uh, spread out, not, not, a, not, a, not a tight egg, egg and a half with a little bit extra. And that, uh, who's the Chachamim? That's the Chachamim, is Rabbi Yochanan Mebroka, who we mentioned before, because as we know in the Mishnah, 
there are two shiurim as far as what a loaf is. According to Rabbi Yochanan Broka, it's slightly uh, bigger, the loaf. According to Rabbi Shimon, it's a slightly smaller loaf, and that's why it comes out to, instead of just a round an egg, it's actually an egg and a half. Um, and that's the story. Okay, brings us to the next thing. So the Gemara brought down Oh, so the question is, isn't that obvious? If it's Rebbech and Mabroka, it's too obvious? So the Gemara says it's not obvious because it teaches us the Sochikos that it needs to be a, uh, like a little bit bigger. Okay, so then Rav Dimi came and he said over an interesting memra about this fellow named Bunyas who brought to Rebbe a mudya of Kundis from Neusa, which is basically a sa'az worth of flour from Neusa. And Rebbe was checking... How big, we know how big the saw is, and he was saying, well, how to divide it into eggs. How many eggs is it? And it came out to exactly 217 eggs. So the Gemara is saying, there is no measure of 217 in our books. Okay? Which saw are you talking about? As we know, there were three iterations of the saw. There's the, there's the one from the desert that Klal Yisrael used, from the Omer Lagulgolas, and that's that measure, um, which is a tenth, you know, an Omer, like we will see uh, soon, is a tenth of three Sa'a. But um, anyway, that's the one in the desert. And that if you do the one in the desert, the Sa'a is 144 eggs. If it's Yushalmis, so then it's 173 eggs. And that's because we add on um, a sixth, which is they added a sixth to the shear, made it a sixth bigger, which we consider a sixth from the outside, which is the same as what we would call a fifth. So another 20%, and that gets you from 144 to 173. And if it's so, that, again, that's way off from 217. And if you're going to add the one of Tzipporis, which was added again another sixth on that, so then that comes out to 207. Still, you're 10 short. So how does this work? So the Gemara explains that the way it works is that we're talking about the Tzipora measure. So we're starting at 207, and you have to realize that you have to also throw on the challah that was taken off. And as we know, how much challah do you take off? 124th. So for every 24 eggs in this, uh, in the 207, you're going to have to add another egg. So you do the math, that's another 8 eggs. So we still... 207 plus 8, that's, we're still short some. So the Gemara says, you're right, but now you have to add on um, uh, the Vaodos the of Rebbe. So the, as we know, every egg, there was a Vaod of a 140th of an egg. Um, and then you do that, um, so for every 40 eggs, you're adding on an egg. So the Gemara says, then you're a little bit over. So the Gemara says, yeah, that's true, you are a little bit over, but until it's a full egg over, it doesn't count. We're only we're lowering, we're rounding down to full eggs, to whole eggs. So we don't mention it. Anyway, that was the measure. That's the math. Um, uh, now that you guys have calculators, you can check it. Okay. And that's the story. Brings us to the next section. So the Gemara says, This saw Yerushalmius is bigger than the Midbaris is sixth, and the Tziporis is bigger than the Yerushalmius is sixth, which means that the Tziporis is bigger than the Midbaris a third. Problem is, is that that's not true. Because a third of what? Okay, if you're talking about a third of the Midbari one, well, let's do the math. A third of the Midbari 
is um, is four is is one forty four divided by three. That's uh, we're saying it's forty eight. Is that what it was? Yeah, something like that. Forty eight. Um, but uh, and this is um, and if you and and this is two oh seven minus one forty four. Um, I don't have my calculator, but that's 63, the Gemara says. So what is it? It's a third of the Ushami, um, which is the middle one. A third of that is actually 58, okay? Um, the problem is, is that um, um, it's still off, okay? Uh, 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 it's 58 minus a third. But the bottom line is, because it doesn't really divide into three equally. But the, um, and we're 63, so that's still not good. So what is it, a third of the Tzipori? Well, it's third, it's 70 minus one, it's 69. And it, uh, uh, it's the only, the Odev is really only 63, so it's, that's too much. So either it's, so where is it a third? It's never a third. So what is that, what are we talking about? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yirmi, it says like this, that the Pshad is like this, that we're saying that this of Tzipori is greater than the Midbaris, close to a third of, its, of itself, okay, which is 63, is close to 69. And a third of itself, meaning 69, is almost half of a Midbari one, which it is almost half. It's because uh, the Midbari one is 144, that's uh, 72, so it's 69, that's pretty close. And that's, uh, that's what he's saying. So Gemara, that's, that's the way uh, Rabbi Yirmiya, um tried answering it. The Ravina did not like that answer. He says it doesn't say anything about being close to. We're not saying, oh, it's roughly, or it's around. That's not in the words. So, um, therefore, Ravina says that what it's saying is this. A third of Tzipori, if you throw in also the Vaodios of Rebbe, which brings us up to 217, that's more than half of a Midbari, a third more than a half of the Midbari one, um, um, basically, um, more than half of the Midbari one. Okay, because um, that's the story. A third of the two seventeen divided by three is basically just about equal, less than an egg's difference to the half of the of the original one, and that's what we're saying. And that actually, the math does work out. Okay. So, which brings us to the next thing. So the rabbis, you really shouldn't trust me on this. You should do the math. I'm just saying. Just because I said it. What? You're calculating? Okay, good. All right. Brings us to the next thing. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm lost. That's okay. What's the summary of the... What's the summary of the... Okay, we're doing... Okay, remember... Okay, let's get back to it. The Mishnah said that there is a shear for... How much is two suudos? How much is two meals that you have to set aside for your Tchum Shabbos, right? So we said it's a loaf of bread. Well, a loaf of bread, depends where you shop, is not a standard size. So that's really what it's focused on, how big is a loaf of bread. And it's very nagea because we, we utilize that measure for many things. Because a loaf is the measure for two meals. Half a loaf is the measure for one meal, which is relevant for halacha. And a quarter loaf is also a halacha. And even a quarter of a quarter is one halacha, roughly. That's not exact. And that's what we're figuring out is the math. Now, what happened is, is that there was historical periods in time 
where they changed the measures. So what used to be the measure called saw, which everything is based on, they added, they extended the size of a saw. Sort of like, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think if we did that any time in history, in modern history, of like changing the shiurim of things. I don't know, they saw, you know, like, they, like that's what happened. Inflation. Inflation, whatever, it is like, yeah. Yeah, two liter, right, they changed, right, exactly, they changed the amounts, that's really what it is. So, um, that's what, and that was the calculations, because we broke it down, thanks to Rebbe, Rebbe Danasi, actually measured it down in eggs, because we know how big an egg is, and that's why, that's what the math is, and that's what we just did, was do all the math of the various eggs, to figure out how many eggs is the shiurim, the new, the new measures, so we can figure out the shiurim, right. And which brings us to a very relevant halacha, which is the next halacha, which is the shear for our frasha schala. Okay? Mm-hmm. How much dough is needed to be needed to... Do um, a frasha. For frasha right. So that's it. So the Gemara says that it's based on the measure of the, of the dough that the, the Bnei Yisrael did when they took the mun and the baked it into bread. And the, that mun there was a measure, amount that every person had per person, which was the size of an Omer. Like you're familiar with the Korban Omer, that's the same measure. Now, what's the measure of an Omer? The Gemara, the Pasuk tells us that an Omer is a serious Eifa, one-tenth of an Eifa. How big is an Eifa? And then you get, so an Eifa is, 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 the Gemara tells us, Rashi says it's three saw, so a tenth of, of three saw. Now, saw is divides into kav, six kav per saw. So basically, three saw, if you're measuring in kav, okay, three saw. What? 18, 18 kav is three saw. A tenth of 18, it's, it's so, so that's a, what is a tenth of 18 kav in, me, in measuring kav? So basically, what they, what they did is they measured in quarter kav to figure out uh, something, and it comes out to seven. Seven quarter kav. That's the measure. Okay. Seven quarter the, kav of, of flour. The you to, that's uh, a very uh, good question. They Why? didn't have to, but they did. That's a very good question. It's an interesting thing. The tzaddikim, the midrashim say that the tzaddikim just ate the month straight. They said it's delicious as is, and that's how they ate it. But people, other people. They, they, it says that they, they, were, they, were, they ground it down and then they baked it and they made it into, into loaves. That's what they did because they felt it was too easy to just like it falls down and eat it like that. So they just uh, felt the need to like work it into it. So they ground it down. That's what the puzzle tells us. If you read the puzzle, it says, Dachu ba Ubishlu or whatever, and then they, and then they baked it off. Um, so... So that's where, but anyway, that's where the measure of Omer comes from, and that's the shear. So it's seven quarter calves of flour, and a little bit more, and that's what's chayv and challah, and that was six, and that that seven, when it, when changing over to the Yerushalmi measure, it turns out to be seven. Uh, I mean, six of the Yerushalmi measure, because remember the Yerushalmi saws. Where they added on a twenty percent, and which is actually five of the spare one, which added on an additional twenty five percent, twenty percent. And this tells you that when you eat this amount, that's the omer that we got from the desert. 
that amount is basically considered a healthy amount of daily consumption, and you're healthy. If you eat more than that, then you're a ravton, you're a hungry person that needs constant eating, that's not healthy. And if you eat less than that, then you're somebody who has stomach problems that he's not able to eat his proper, the proper amount. So that's the proper amount of consumption, and that is what we said is basically six, again, seven, in the original measure, it's seven quarter kav, you could figure it out in, in eggs how big that is, and that's the regular meal, um, which is, and that's, the, that's the measure. And that brought us to the next topic. So, the, the topic here is, the next Mishnah is talking about the people of Achatzer and the people of, of the Mirpeset that forgot and didn't make an error between each other. So we're assuming that this is like, basically, uh, the Mirpeset is sort of like a balcony that serves, that's a common balcony for anybody who lives on the second story. And that's, the, that's what we're talking about. And we're saying they forgot to make an error for each other. And the question is, which items in the courtyard are now shayach to the Merpeset people that they get the right to use it? And Because remember, they each made an Erev to, to themselves. So the people on the second story have their own Erev, and their Merpeset serves them. That's their property. And the people on the first story are, have a, their own Erev in the Chatzar. And now the question is, the things here, which direction do they go? So we made a rule, that Mishnah says a rule, that if it's higher than ten Fachim, it belongs to the uh, Merpeset, if it's, or ten Fachim or more. If it's less than ten, then it goes to the Chatzar. So therefore, example, if sometimes you have a, a, a pit or a well, that has uh, elevated sides that are 10 tfachim high, or if it has a, a sela, which is 10 tfachim high, so then it goes to the merpeset. If it's less than 10 tfachim, then it goes to the chatzer. Now this is true only if it's nearby the merpeset, because if, you, if you're somewhere in the middle of the chatzer, then it's not going to be shayach to them, and then it will go to the chatzer. What is next to? How do you define next to? If it's with not farther than 4 tfachim, that's considered next to. So that is the Mishnah. On that, the Gemara gets to a very important question which will lead us into today's stuff. So we know for a fact, what's obvious to us is this, is that when the two sides, let's say you have two courtyards that, that share a wall and, um, and they didn't make an error to each other. So we know that if you have, if they both have an easy access, which is referred to with the terminology of Pesach, Pesach means an opening. It's like they have a easy access to it. So that is the halacha of a window that's between two chatzeros. And the rule is in a window between two chatzeros is that they have both equal rights and therefore without an Erev between them, they can't, each one's rights impinge on the other one using that area. And neither of them can actually put things down there or take things off from, from there. Okay? The window itself, is that correct? The window. In the window. The window. The, the window. The, the, the window sill or whatever the bot window doesn't mean the glass you know it's like just a, a, a cutout it's a cutout in the fence just imagine the fence it's a cutout in the fence that that surface is neither have have rights on that to put down or take off of that that's the rule in when it's easy access to both similar okay if there's a if if they both have difficult access because it's an elevated area 
and the elevated area is more than ten tefachim, and, and that's uh, that's zebizrika. Zebizrika. Each one has to throw it up to put it on there. It's effort. It's not easy use. So then, that's the wall. That's like a wall between two chaseros, which the rule is again that it's an area unto itself if it's four tefachim wide, and uh, they can both go up and use it while they're up there, but they can't put up there or take down from there. Again. Okay, then what if it's a ditch? But, uh, then we talked about what if it's both sides have a use by lowering down into that area. That we also discussed. That's a ditch between two chatzeros. A furrow, which basically the only way to use it is by lowering down with a rope or something. So that charitz between two chatzeros in halacha is again, it's the same. They each will each have equal, equal level and therefore it doesn't go to one over the other. What if one of them has easier access than the other in an elevated area? In other words, the level of the ground in one chatzar is higher than the other, so the wall is less than ten tefachim tall for them, but it's more than, it's a, on the lower one, it's higher than ten, it's ten tefachim for them, so then it, the wall, the top of the wall is now connected to the side that's closer to, that's a more convenient use. And that's the rule of this one's easy, this one's difficult. The wall, the surface of the wall will go to the one who has the easier use of it. This is interesting because it's not really connecting to the ownership so much, as much as the usability. Okay? Then we saw also the same halacha in reverse. That was the halacha, by the way, that we had a number of dafim ago from Rav Nachman, from Rav... Uh, Rav, Rabbi Baruf Huna in the name of Nachman. If one is easy access, the other one has to lower down to it. That also we learned before, that was Rav Shizbi in the name of Rav Nachman, that the one who's closer to the bottom of the ditch, because he's less than 10 Fachim to the bottom of the ditch, they have the right of the ground of that ditch as opposed to the other side who has a more difficult access. The question of the table so they is. They are to have water. What? They have to have water. They are not using it for water in this case. Water is a different, is a whole discussion. We're not talking about water here. We're talking about using the ditch to put stuff in it, like their food or their baggage or stuff. Okay. The question that the Gemara is asking is what if one of them, one of the two levels, is much higher? There's a big disparity between the two yards. One courtyard is much higher, and the only use of the surface of the wall is by lowering. And the other one, it's high for them, and the only use is by elevating, by zrika, by throwing up onto it. So the question over there is, who's, who has greater usage, and how does this divide out? That's the, that's the question, and that is where Rav said the halacha is, they're both going to be usher, because they both... This is called, for both of them, difficult use, and therefore, Shnehen Nasur, and they're both Asr. And Shmuel, over here, Paskins, that no, you give it to the one who's, who has the lowering down instead of elevating, because it's easier to put stuff down, to lower, to a lower thing, than to pick up to some, a higher area. And therefore, that's a relatively... This is easy use. This is difficult use. And in that case, you give the wall to the one who's lower, to, as the lower down to the wall, as opposed to the other one. And that is where we left off yesterday at the Tanan at the bottom of the page on Daf Pegim Lama Beis. And we're going to stop our review over here.